0: Excuse me, but are you loving this podcast? If you are, you can support the show through the 8 supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. All you have to do is hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Only at Sleep Number stores or SleepNumber.com.
0: Excuse me, I have something to say. This is the podcast where we have real and open conversations about life and everything it throws our way. I'm your host, Sean Philip Naylor, and you can join me each episode as I talk with inspiring people who also have something to say. You can also join in on the conversations by contacting me directly through the show's official social channels, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at excuse me underscore pod, Facebook and YouTube, search excuse me, I have something to say, or visit our official website, excuse me, I have something to say.com. As always, all links are embedded into the show notes for you. And don't forget to click on that subscribe button. And if you're listening through Apple podcasts, remember you can rate and review the show there. Hello guys and welcome back. First of all, I want to say a huge, huge thank you for your support and your patience over the past few weeks. The podcast was all set to go for season two and then a lot of life happened really quickly for me. So Benny and I got married, which is absolutely amazing. The day was so incredibly beautiful. And would you believe it? I have one and I am somebody's husband. Never did. 18 year old gay me think this day would ever happen but it has which is amazing. I also took on a new management position which has seen me managing two locations one here at home on the Gold Coast and the other one up in Brisbane and I've been driving between the two sites several times a week for the past couple of months so obviously that has taken up quite a lot of my time and so much energy that unfortunately, I haven't been able to put together any new content for you guys until now. So, today we are back and we're getting vegan curious with this week's guests. Daniel Johnson, who is brand new guest to the podcast, and Rochelle Lindquist, who is a familiar face around here. You may remember my good friend Rochelle from last season's episodes on feminism and the F word, where Rochelle and I had a history lesson on the feminist movement, and also our Halloween special, where she and I took a hilarious deep dive into the history of Halloween. Rochelle also hosts the podcast May Contain Traces of Soy which has been on hiatus for the first half of 2021. But don't worry, soybeans, your favorite vegan podcast might be back sooner than you think. Along with one of my favorite yet sporadic released podcasts out there is Daniel Johnson's Artist to Fan, the podcast where music journalist Daniel Johnson brings stories straight from the artist to, yes, you guessed it, you guys, the fans. Thank you, Dan. How
1: are you guys? We're good. Good. Yeah. No, what? I would say can't complain, but, you know, there, there have been a few, uh, you know, hiccups going on at the moment with public health things and uh, social distancing measures. Let's just leave it at that. But other yep. than that, you know, counting our privilege, really.
0: Counting our privilege and enjoying our sporadic lockdowns as they come and go
1: hopefully go (laughs) Hopefully hopefully go
0: so welcome back to the show Rochelle welcome to the show Daniel let's just get straight to it can you guys tell me a little bit about your journey and how you guys made the decision to become vegan?
2: So for me, um, because I went vegan before Daniel, and it was back in the kind of October of 2019 that I decided, yep, this is it, I'm going to go vegan. And what had been happening around that time was we were getting a lot of the protests in Brisbane City with the Extinction Rebellion guys, and also the vegan protesters that happened, like the ones that were doing the ones down in Melbourne, a little bit before that as well. And I guess with everything that had been going on and with the kind of facts that they were coming out with about how it affects the climate and how much more sustainable it is to live a plant-based lifestyle. I started to research it more. So I actually came at it from this place of, you know, climate consciousness. But once I did, you know, go vegan, I started researching more into the animal welfare side of things and just really, it just, it clinched it for me. And rather than being plant-based, I became fully vegan. And you tried vegan diets in the past, right? Yeah, I had. So previously, um, when I was about 21 till when I was about 23, I had been vegan then as well. And when I went vegan that time around, there was a lot less stuff out there that you could get. It was a lot harder. People didn't understand it as much because that was like 10 years ago. And yeah, it was a little bit more challenging back then. I kind of, I actually got a bit unwell because I was going through some other stuff at that point as well, kind of eating disorder stuff and whatnot. And that sort of led me to drop the vegan diet because I was getting a lot of advice from friends, family, doctors that, you know, it must be a result of that. And yeah, not the other stuff that I had going on, I guess.
0: (laughs) And obviously you mentioned that, you know, Daniel... Daniel is vegan now as well. For you, how important was it to get Daniel on board? And Daniel, you're somebody who obviously Benny's known forever and he always refers to you or used to refer to you as like the guy who would like a burger and a beer. So how hard was it for you to to jump on that bandwagon?
1: Well, I would say I'm I'm still a guy, as you know, who likes a burger and a beer. And to answer the question more broadly as to why I went vegan, the, the jokey, uh, Quick response answer is Rochelle, um, but I guess it's more multifaceted than that. It was the veganuary was coming up, which is for those who don't know, kind of like a dry July type thing, but instead of not imbibing with alcohol for a month, you go vegan for a month. And I did that not thinking much more of it. Just, um, actually it was, yeah. So that was, I'd probably, Rochelle is going to cringe when I say this, but. Um, In the lead up to that, I came back from (laughs) our local grocery store with a whole shoulder of ham because it was near Christmas time. It was probably only two days before Christmas or something and Rochelle just looked at me and shook her head and said, you're not going to eat that before before." january and i think by about december 29 i had eaten that whole shoulder of ham myself so the the moral here is don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something if you put your mind to it
2: he's so proud of that he's so proud of the fact that he ate a whole <laughs> shoulder of ham he's vegan now he really cares about the animals but he's still like fucking ate a whole shoulder of ham though guys pretty
0: good hey he was and giving he, up his meat life like and like- he had to give it up with a bang <laughs>
1: yeah well maybe in hindsight it's kind of um it, it was a good approach because it's like that old eighties sitcom trope where the parents catch the kids smoking in a bad u s sitcom and make them smoke a whole packet to like never do it again. I don't know if that actually works and and look, it wasn't really what did it it was just I've never really um cast shade upon people who have been vegan and after doing it for a month it made me realize how much easier it is to do than what it used to be because as you alluded to before i benny described me as a guy who likes a burger and a beer and yeah look that was kind of you know when i did catch up with benny it would be often if it was a fleeting visit we'd catch up at a surf club or something and have have a pint and a burger and you can still do that these days and you know with the rise of craft beer there is so much more opportunity to have vegan alternatives there. And I know look, we'll probably discuss that a bit later. So I won't go too into depth with that. And just the number of um sustainable choices and plant-based foods burgers. that are there and burgers that weren't there. And look, I, I subsist on more than just burgers, but um <laughs> but it did make it does make it's an realize...
2: 80-20 split, guys. 80% burgers <laughs> and beer, 20% avocado toast.
1: <laughs> no, no, like j- jokes aside, it just, it did make after doing it for a month. Of course, there's things that you miss, taste wise, and 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 that sort of thing. But um, the relative ease with which I made the transition for a month made me kind of go, well, you know, let's just keep this going. And and I just haven't really wavered since then. And it's it's like during lockdown and stuff, I would did not if I would quit wine and beer. During the past year, that would have been a much more difficult proposition than having uh, having quit dairy and meat, really.
0: <laughs> That's fair. And That's honey fair.
1: and everything and honey. else.
0: Well, while we're talking about honey, there's two there's two stories, which I love. So there was the story <laughs> right. that you guys told okay. us about the... I see where this is going. Was it?
1: Right, was so it? I had wavered a couple of times, but inadvertently. I so
2: I think, you know, to preface this, we should explain that obviously... Daniel doesn't mean to have non-vegan things, but on the occasion where he has, we, we've definitely felt this, uh, This, I guess, clap back from society. <laughs> I hate
1: clap back. Don't
2: you? I'm saying it, I'm saying I've said it now. It, so the world definitely wants Daniel so, to be vegan. Right. Do proceed yeah. with yourself.
1: So, <laughs> so probably not long after that January, um, it would have been February, and I, I just totally absent-mindedly, I was at the local bottle shop and went, Oh, wild turkey honey premixes. I haven't had those for a while and they were, they were at a very reasonable price. And I went, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll grab those. I wouldn't, you know, sometimes you need that, that, that four pack that gives you a bit of bang for your buck. And I had to, it just hadn't even occurred to me, wild turkey honey. And I took them home, opened a cannery shell, looked at it and said, that's not vegan. And I was like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, it's, it's a, it's a honey liqueur. And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, makes sense that that's not vegan. Um, and then I, I made it to 40 years of age without being stung by a bee. As you know, Sean, we live in a very elevated sort of apartment, like basically where we look down onto the Story Bridge because we're at Spring Hill. So it's quite high up. After I'd opened that can, bizarrely, after making it that far in my life without having a negative interaction with a bee, I just felt this sharp pain on my neck and went, what the hell is that? And um, took my hand around and I'd been stung by a bee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like while I was drinking this wild turkey can, and I couldn't help but feel like the universe was um was trying to keep me on track and and to not buy any more of that, and uh, and I haven't. And you haven't. Then the, the other one that you're referring to was one that you were absolutely privy to, and I, I kind yeah. of thought, um, because I didn't I make- know
0: how much I believed the bee story because I was like, that's just too good <laughs> to be <laughs> it's true. true. These things <laughs>
2: do <shouldn't laughs> happen. It and doesn't then- sound like something that could happen, does and it? I mean, they like, happen.
1: Yeah, well, and then the other one, we were going at Howard Smith Wharves in Brisbane. You know, one of those places where there aren't as many vegan options, but... We got it, salad and yeah, some chips. In, in the absence of there being a decent plant-based burger, I still had the beer, and we just had some chips and some salad, and you guys got what, you know, and see, this is what I mean, like, that pepperoni pizza looked amazing. It looked, it looked better than our, you know, substandard salad and... The chips were fine. Um, actually, it was a pretty good salad, kind think of it. But look, I, I was being a bit of a smartass. There was a bit of pepperoni that had been jettisoned onto your tray that you and Benny were sharing. And I was repeatedly just basically basically to wind up Rochelle pretending to grab a bit of pepperoni to eat. And she was slapping my hand away. And I was like, <gasps> and as everyone saw, which I didn't know they did initially, after <laughs> pretending to grab this bit of pepperoni um, in a very theatrical manner a few times, a, a fly did what flies do it flew into the back of my throat and I inadvertently ate a bit of I guess that counts as meat it's not plant-based is it a fly
2: no and
1: I kind of sat there a bit coy my eyes watering a little to sip my beer (laughs) and everyone's turned to me and went, did you just eat a fly? (laughs) And it was, you know, yes, I did. And the fly sacrificed itself to save you. Yeah. Yeah. The
2: vegan cause like that fly with all the vegan cause. So yeah,
1: to to clarify, to, to elaborate on, and I haven't wavered since. I inadvertently bought something without looking at the label or thinking about what the label said and got stunned by a bee, pretended to eat some pepperoni, a bit of meat flew into the back of my mouth. I don't know what a fly account says as far as protein and uh you know classification but it's it's definitely uh if you're gonna go animal vegetable mineral it's you know I I think we know it's not plant-based and (laughs) there we are other than that to the best of my knowledge I've I've not wavered at all
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so, Rochelle how important was it for you starting your your vegan journey again to get the support of daniel and to bring daniel on board in into wanting to support you and be vegan as well
2: yeah i mean daniel was very supportive when i went vegan like i initially said to him i think the first week i was like i'm gonna just try and eat a bit more plant-based and then like by the end of the first week i was like i am vegan bitch. (laughs) (laughs) so you know that was a bit of a giant like switch for me and um I I did, I did all right with it. And Daniel was really supportive about it and found me like different vegan things to try and tried some stuff with me, but he was still eating meat. And I was like, that's cool. That's your choice. But then I kind of, I did want him to go vegan in that it is easier so that you don't have to have two people cooking for each other or cooking like alone in the kitchen every night. And it is nicer for me to sort of be able to share that with him. It's an important cause to me as well. And I knew that it was easier and I knew that there was so much great vegan alternatives out there that he probably would be fine. And I also thought it would probably make him a bit healthier interesting that i thought that because with what you can get now as far as vegan junk food goes i was wrong and we're both wrong but anyway
1: i think well pretty much before lockdown started i would say actually because that was, there was a three-month um period there at the start of 2020 when i had only had you know plant, but i'd been eating vegan and definitely felt more energy had definitely lost s- several kilos and i was i definitely would attribute that I was doing more exercise as well and I definitely attribute that to the change in diet and everything. But then mm. obviously with the existential dread and um, <laughs> social restrictions and everything else, the working from home, which removed a lot of um, incidental exercise. Oh, and yes. You know, we're doing fine still, but I. I
2: oh, but I'm- we've been like, you know, definitely up to our necks in like vegan wine, vegan burgers and takeout vegan Magnums. Like there's, there's so much great food you can have, but yes, yeah. I, I did. I did want him to go vegan, but I don't want to pressure him to do it. But what I thought, you know, I would try and do is sort of go, there's this Veganuary challenge. If you give that a go, give that a go for a month. If you don't want to keep doing it, you don't have to, but then you've done it for a month. And I think because Veganuary is a whole month, it does make it a bit easier for people to switch because a whole month kind of changes your patterns and your habits. And especially like the the one thing I think in particular that people find hardest is cheese because there is that addictive kind of, you know, chemical reaction we have from eating cow's um, milk cheese and when you don't have that for a whole month, it's much easier to have plant-based cheese after that. Still not great plant-based cheese. Not well, going to lie.
0: The but... one, you guys had a good plant-based cheese when you, we came up and stayed with you guys one night. That was really I good. I
1: had a pastry one, and that was, that was pretty yeah. good. Like, that's yeah. not the only good one I had. I'll be honest, I just don't even bother with, with cheese now. Like, I'd just rather, you know, if you're having platters, just get some hummus some some guacamole dip. and Oh,
2: there's plenty just, of those kind of fermented I, I don't really
1: like. – I, I mean, I, I'm – I'm here to be proven wrong. Uh, The strike rate of having a decent vegan cheese to a not decent one, especially when you're talking about something you put on a cheese platter, um, hasn't been great so far. Like it's not something that I'm on an endless mission to find like, oh, there's one around the corner. but um,
2: I disagree completely. (laughs) and I am on an endless mission to find better plant-based cheeses. I'm doing it. I'm going to find them. I will pay $30 per block because it's going to be amazing. (laughs) Okay, well. this.
0: Directly leads straight into the sort of the next section of the the conversation, which is being vegan in a typically non-vegan society. Obviously cheese is a touchy subject, but there's (laughs) there's so many, like the world has not been, I say the world, like the majority of don't live that vegan or plant-based lifestyle. So mm. when I know we were saying that there's obviously there's more out there now than Linda McCartney's stuff from way back uh, and all of that. So how does that work for you guys trying to to live this plant based lifestyle in a world that is very non-vegan at the moment?
2: Well, mm. well, I think that um, it is one of those things where. There, there's definitely more out there, like you say, but it's other stuff. It's little things that you don't think about that make it harder to be vegan in a non-vegan world. It's stuff like, you know, wines not being vegan or getting some new jacket and then finding out that it's got down or wool in it. It's, you know, trying to find shoes that don't have leather. It's a lot of other little things when you try and live an ethical lifestyle that way, it it is harder to find the right kind of companies to support and to find things that meet the standard that you've set for yourself. So I think in that way, it is still hard, but there's definitely more choices and options out there now. It's just kind of a matter of picking your battles and balancing what you can afford to do, because financially it can be quite expensive, which I know we're going to cover later, and what you can sort of be comfortable with. Are you doing the best that you can for your situation? And that's kind of how you have to approach being vegan these days.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
2: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: And I'd say where we currently live in, in Brisbane and we're pretty inner city. So going back to checking your relative privilege, we have a lot of options around. And if you have somewhere nearby that has, um, you know, a lot of, well, I'm specifically talking about Netherworld, which is a venue down the end of our street. We're very fortunate that somewhere where a lot of my, a lot of Venn diagram overlap of my interests in terms of they've got a shitload of old, um, pinball machines and arcade machines. And they always have 15 different craft beers on tap. And they've got a great, you know, kind of American diner style set up there for, for food as well. And everything on the menu is plant-based by default but you can swap out say you know jackfruit for, for like some loaded pulled pork fries they'll have things that taste like that but it's pulled pork it's um, jackfruit instead of pulled pork or they'll have plant-based beef and all those things so if there are places like that that make that effort I think a lot of people that um, aren't necessarily vegan but that are trying to reduce their carbon footprint or reduce their meat intake will go somewhere like that and you know be open to trying it and For us, if there's somewhere nearby that just does that, it removes that weird stigma that you were saying, you know, you being vegan in a non-vegan world, you're just there and you ask for this. You know that there's no issues with it not being vegan. And so perhaps you just gravitate to places that that do offer those options more.
2: Yeah, but I think it's also trending now, isn't it? It's kind of trending to do plant-based stuff and it's trendy to have, you know... Yeah, like these vegan candles, these vegan, like there's a lot of that too, which makes it a little bit easier because we're on trend.
0: You are very on trend, so on trend that I always have a chuckle to myself when the advert for the fly spray comes on and it's a plant based fly spray. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. I, and I'm uh, like, yeah, I mean, who's your market here? Yeah, I don't understand.
1: <laughs> well, look, I'd, I'd have, as we've discussed before, I'd, I'd have no trouble using the Flint. The plant-based fly spray because you know the flies have they they started this war with me. So, <laughs> you know. it's, I, I'm th- thanks for the tip. I've not I don't watch that much commercial television anymore, and it's not come up in my algorithms on YouTube or anything. But this I, way I if you to accidentally
2: it. eat one that's had the spray on it, at least you know the spray on your fly is plant-based.
1: <laughs> True. Yeah. If I've sprayed it and then it wants to continue this war by you know being wounded but still flying down my throat, at least I know I've not. You know, had a non-vegan fly spray.
0: Well, well. that's it. Okay, so you like like it?
1: Does that sort of neutralise the (laughs) the 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 offence as well? It's like, well, you know, he ate the fly, but he did he did have a you know he did have a plant based garnish on it, so it's it's not so bad. I don't know. (laughs) Um,
0: It's um, just moving on from from our fly spray. Talking about you know having vegan food in a typically non-vegan society. It was one of the you know, great stories from our past, probably 12 months or so was Benny taking his son, Ethan out for a father son dinner and they wanted burgers and beers. And they ended up at this place around the corner from us called the hidden cherub, which Ethan was like, hey, this is the best, this is the best chicken burger I've ever had. And it was all plant-based and nobody knew because they didn't advertise it.
2: Yeah. That was really interesting. Cause when we went there too, the food was amazing because you guys took us there when we came down and, they, they're not putting it at the forefront of their marketing there either. It's kind of like judge our food based on our food. Like don't, you know, sort of assume yeah. this or that about it because it's vegan.
1: That's really interesting, though. I know there's a lot of um, discussion around this at the moment. So forgive me, I can't remember the senator's name. Well, there's a federal politician who has been making a big deal about this lately who i believe is a conservative politician at the very least who believes that they shouldn't be able to market things as as such saying using traditional terms like beef or chicken or oh yeah i've seen this yeah, yeah interesting. and in
2: fact that's the conversation you've had with us too because you're like why is it called a chicken burger if it's not chicken though i'm like because it tastes like chicken you're like but why don't they just call it a vegan bag? And I'm like, because there are different types of fake vegan meats.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, as somebody who is not vegan and hasn't done the research, I, it is something that I kind of go, well, why have vegan bacon? Mm. Can't you call I don't know,
2: it- dude. I've tried it. And I got to say, why have vegan bacon? I'm with you. <laughs> it's not like good. No. Uh,
0: but-, but Yeah. It's that kind of thing where I'm just like, well, if you don't want to eat chicken, why are you calling it chicken? And it's, you know, to me, it's just a whole, my own mental thing. Like, I'm just like, well, don't call it chicken if you don't want to eat chicken and it's not chicken.
2: Get creative, I think, I vegans. That, that's the different thing for us is that, you know, to be honest, dude, I do want to eat chicken. Like if chicken was not hurting chickens, like I would want to eat it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind fair. of like for people who actually enjoy the taste and texture of meat and they're making this choice from an ethical or sustainable or, you know, whatever it might be from one of those standpoints. And not for the matter of taste and wanting to just eat vegetables. Having those options, yeah, yeah. makes a difference for them. It makes it easier for them. It's part of the reason why it was easy for Daniel. He found like all these fake meat things that he loved, and he was like, "This is great. You can basically have anything you could be craving," which is pretty much true. And yeah, I'm
1: going to flip this around as well and say I don't actually believe that it's not clearly enough labeled. Like Ethan all like. Love Ethan to bed. But he was just going along with Benny as he and Benny would have used some substitutes to not letting know that that was a plant based. um, I think Benny didn't (laughs) know. Benny didn't know
0: either. So it wasn't until they were they were reading the menu and the, the lighting in there is very dark and there's a lot of red light and the only part that said anything was plant based. Was in red text on the white paper, so the red light offset it, and so it wasn't obvious. So it wasn't All until right, well then, Benny was looking through it, he was like, "Oh, geez, okay, it's got news for you, son. That's not a chicken burger." Yeah.
1: No, but I, I think at the most, for the most part, it will say plant-based chicken, and it will have like "ck" apostrophe n. So, I oh, mean, that's true. I've seen that. Even as you know, someone who who cares a lot about spelling and grammar, as from my background um, in, in journalism and as a sub editor. That should annoy me, but I mean, I, I I feel that like, if if they're making these provisions there to let you know that it's not, you know, if it says plant-based and if someone has to turn around and read a label on something to, to figure out that that is plant-based when it costs twice the price for half the volume and it's like in a slightly different section with some other weird looking stuff that doesn't quite look like the stuff that's in the meat section, then If you've got to read the ingredients to find out that there's no meat in that thing that you're paying more money for, then, you know, um, welcome to the club. What, What do you think we have to do every time you're buying something to ensure there's no animal product on it? Like you might have to, you know, look on the back of five different similar products to, to realize that there's no animal product in there. So, I mean, hey. Like,
2: like chips. For some reason, they just put like milk powder or whey in chips all the time. And I'm like, why are you doing that?
1: Yeah, like salt and vinegar ones, for example, you, you wouldn't think that that's going to have, you know, milk powder in it or something, but it does. Anyway, I, I digress.
0: Well, I mean, while we're talking about the things that they put into food, Rochelle, when you were doing your podcast last year, and of course, you know, number one fan listening every week um (laughs) one of the my favorite episodes that you did was talking about the weird shit that they put like animal stuff that goes into food and I think I said to this to you the other night like one of the ones I just can't get my head past is the the red to make like lollies red please yeah share with the people what is it
2: it's crush beetles like it's i think they they do less of it now but it's still a thing that happens they're crushing beetles up to make red dye it's so bizarre i don't get it who was the first person to do it these are the questions that i ask myself when i'm like (laughs) okay so this exists but it's like Who went, "Mm, I smashed this beetle up real good and he's looking a bit red. What do you think? Should we throw that into like a lolly or into a cake mixture, make it a pink cake? It's like, why would
0: (laughs) you do that? Meanwhile, the partners, they're going, but we've got this red food coloring.
1: (laughs) Why don't we just
2: use this? No, the beetle will be (laughs) better.
1: No, beetle, put a beetle in. Cochineal food coloring. That's where that traditionally came from as well, though, Sean.
2: Back (sighs) then, yeah, it was all from that. Um, Until quite
1: recently, that was comprised of um, some sort of yeah crushed beetle wings of, of some description, I think. Yeah.
2: Red, another the another
0: one fruit fruit you, fruit. you told us that was really? Oh, the fish, the alcohol and the fish.
2: Ice and glass. Yeah. 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 So they, they, they do fish scales to filter no, some wine and beer, but they also do ice and glass, which is the bloated um, swim bladder of a fish. A and, so yeah. yeah it's like, and it's sort of like filtered through that. I have no idea who went. Hey, we've got some bloated old fish here. Let's pour some wine through it. The wine's going to taste better. No, well,
1: yeah, and um, they use they, the that for a lot of beers as well. will use something like that. And for finding for a lot of wines, especially red wines, they will use. Well, actually, no, it's not especially red it's wines, white but wines, especially yeah. white wines. But but both, they'll use egg or milk products to as fining agents to get some of the impurities out. So so that can be difficult as well. So what are some other things that that are in foods?
2: Oh, there's all kinds ah, the of weird stuff. Gelatin gelatin that, like is gelatin's one. another one. So gelatin is uh, obviously crushed up, like connective tissues and stuff of you know cows and pigs and stuff. And that one, I'm just like. I don't know who discovered this. Who who ground this up to a powder the first time and went, all right, get me some water and sugar. We're <laughs> gonna make something here. Like it's just weird.
1: It is weird, yeah. and it's
0: gross. When you break it down, it's really gross. Like well, I've done this
1: in the mortar and pestle. You've taken the connective, connective tissue and break it down. <laughs> that is gross. Have that's you got have you got you. skin lampshades yeah. as well, you psycho? Anyway, keep going. See,
0: but that that's the thing. Like I I eat meat still and you know, everything that we've spoken about, I would say I'm more likely to try something vegan than I was 12 months ago. And, you know, I think that's thanks to having uh, vegan friends who are not pushy, because obviously there's a lot of, there's this reputation of vegans being all like, eat vegan! If you're not eating vegan, you're wrong. But it's been really nice to have you guys sort of allow me and, well, Benny would have done it anyway, but allow me to kind of experiment a little bit more with trying things that are vegan I mean I don't drink milk in my coffee anymore if I go out and I get a coffee it's always an almond milk latte and it took me a long time to get used to the flavor when I first had it I was like because Benny was having it I was like it just tastes like soap but (laughs) I found one I like and you know now Mm. that's my go-to so it's been as somebody who's not vegan It's been really nice having you guys around to sort of, I guess, widen my horizons. And there is one thing that I, you know, I, everyone who knows me knows I like to eat chicken wings, but there's this thing where I, I, I've, what I've learned is that I have to mentally detach from what I'm eating to enjoy it because I've had moments where I've, you know, I've been eating a chicken wing. It's probably not a great conversation to have with your vegan friends. And I'm like (laughs) tearing the flesh off the bone and I'm like this is actually pretty gross and I've stopped eating it because <laughs> I've gone like, okay, I'm making myself feel a bit sick now because I'm putting too much thought into what I'm eating. So if I eat something like that these days, I really have to sort of look, a- look away as it were to what I'm eating. Mm. So you yeah. have
1: several glasses of wine first. So you're just like not making the connection and just, yep. I just... yeah,
0: just some Dutch courage to eat my, to eat my dinner.
1: Well, yeah. no, like, I've never, I've never been a big cauliflower fan. Like it's not something I've ever gravitated towards, but it's amazing what they can do with, and it goes to show what you really often like about some of these things, like like chicken wings, like They're the,
2: the seasoning, it's the flavours, yeah, yeah.
1: And they do it at Netherworld, they do it at Brusky's. Brusky and like there are several places around where around near us in Brisbane where they do, you know, buffalo quote unquote wings that are like little tiny segments of the cauliflower that look like the little tiny chickens that you eat on Um the wings from <laughs> they break and, um, them
2: off.
1: Or the, that you eat the drumsticks from and they make them look like little kind of drumsticks and if they get them like we can't make them ourselves to that level because i don't know i yeah, want to learn though it's <laughs>
2: definitely on my list you know ex- experimenting more with we that. also
1: live in a small apartment and are way too scared to you know get a deep fryer or even an air fryer because <laughs> we set the fire alarm off once and locked ourselves out while that was going <laughs> that's another story but but there are so many alternatives like that i wouldn't have ever thought to eat and i actually ate these before i was vegan because they had them down the street and another non-vegan friend of mine um Paul Zivret, if anyone knows of him he's um you know a very esteemed uh journalist and uh he was just eating them anyway he's going try these and the way they get the texture it was just it wasn't crunchy but it wasn't too soft and it just it just the flavor went all the way through it and it was just like from then on this was a you know probably three years ago that's basically what I'd eat when I went down to know the world anyway, instead of the chicken wings, because by the time you threw the bone away, you actually get a bit more value anyway, because you can just, you, you know, you're not going to choke on it. If you're just like, you know, hungry having a few beers, just wolfing down a, a plate of a. This is a concern wings. that
2: <laughs> Daniel had before he was vegan. Apparently like, you know, I eat so quickly and so ferociously <laughs> that I'm choking on chicken wings. Well, <laughs>
1: I'm not the queen mother or anything. I've not, I've not actually been hospitalised choked on a chicken wings. I've never choked on a chicken wing. But uh, my, no, my point is that there are that many alternatives out there now that that's a really good example of things that if if you want to make that, um that not need to make that disconnect, Sean, sure, maybe you should, uh you know, experiment with some uh some cauliflower. He was poignant just poignant saying poignant.
2: that we weren't pushy vegans. <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm not being bitchy. i'm
1: being devil's advocate here and suggesting something I, i'm trying to enhance sean's enjoyment of the things he likes without that you know the negative connotations and and uh, associations he's has the need for the eats, cognitive you know, dis- dissonance,
0: dis- dissonance.
2: <laughs> yeah that's right
1: thank
0: you Dan. i appreciate that dan thank you and i will say i do sometimes partake in the cauliflower wings and i have had the ones at netherworld which were amazing so yeah if you're in brisbane go there go there now quickly run i don't
1: think go. i go there now but hopefully. you can order take, oh, wait. Out. Get get take out.
0: out maybe sunday you can go <laughs> now we've
2: got a plan for dinner
0: so guys that's a wrap on the first episode back of excuse me and part one of our two-part conversation about getting vegan curious with Daniel Johnson and Rochelle Lindquist. Join us next time for part two when we chat more about Rochelle's vegan podcast, some of your favorite foods that you guys may not know are accidentally vegan, the vegan tax, and so much more. If you want to check out Rochelle's podcast, which has some great content for those of you who are newly vegan or considering on making the jump to a more sustainable vegan lifestyle, It's called May Contain Traces of Soy. And Daniel's podcast, which is bringing stories straight from some incredible musicians to you, the listeners, is called Artist to Fan. Both podcasts are amazing and very much worthy of your ear time. And they're available to stream on all your favorite platforms. I will, of course, put links to both podcasts and Dan and Rochelle's socials in the show notes for you guys to go check out. But for now, Stay safe, look after yourselves, and I'll see you next time.